Women Taking the Lead, episode 242. Life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And the reason that that's so pertinent to me today is all of the stuff that I've been through in my past is that all of those things were helpful along the way to make me the person I am today and that it's okay to just own those experiences and and find the good in them. And so when I recognize that life happens for me and not to me, it allows me this really empowered state. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Have you grabbed your copy of my best-selling book, Accomplished? How to Go from Dreaming to Doing? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash accomplished to access the secrets to achievement and success. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. The holidays are coming and there's a lot to get done. You're probably creating lists so you don't miss anything and you're also deciding what's not going to make the list until after the holidays. There's only so much time and cuts need to be made. However, if your bras need replacing, don't put that off until the new year. Your undergarments can impact how you look and feel in your holiday clothes and you want to feel comfortable and confident. That's where Third Love can come in to save the day and save you some time. They're obsessed with finding the perfect size bra for you. Their online fit finder quiz takes just a few minutes and will let you know which bra is perfect for you. And best of all, you can try one of Third Love's amazingly comfortable bras free for 30 days. You just pay $2.99 for shipping. Head over to thirdlove.com forward slash WTL to find your perfect fitting bra and try it for free for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com forward slash WTL to try your new favorite bra for free. Thirdlove.com forward slash WTL. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Alyssa Dare Nelson, and you might mistake my guest today for Superwoman, and if you do, you won't be alone. But Alyssa believes you have superpowers, too. Alyssa Dare Nelson is regularly featured on television news segments, inside major blogs and publications, and on podcasts from all over the globe. She's an accomplished success coach, speaker, host of the Maximize Your Strengths podcast, as well as published author of the hot new book, From Frustrated to Freaking Awesome, Four Steps to Achieve the Success You're Wired For. But more than anything else, she's an exceedingly proud wife and mother of two who loves helping others discover how to make their businesses and relationships thrive in harmony. Alyssa, you're like my sister from another mister. I love you so much. I love that you are here. Um, I love your bio. I'm going to use the word love, I think, throughout this interview. So for those who are listening, I apologize ahead of time, but this is just what's going to happen. Alyssa, please share with us a little bit more about you and your own humble beginnings. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, the story is long, right? But uh, but more than anything, so where, where my entire business rooted from was the first 30 years of my life wondering, really, what's wrong with me? And, you know, kind of this constant um, self-deprecation, kind of beating myself up at every turn, you know, when things weren't going right and, and, and what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And yet I was high achieving. I was a straight A student. I was a high caliber gymnast um, in all aspects. People from the outside would say, oh my gosh, she's really successful. And yet 
I never felt that way. I never really internalized just how great I am. So, you know, as you're listening, you're going, what? That's how you spent the first 30 years? I thought your bio just said that you're superwoman. And so that transformation is what spurred what I'm doing now and helping people to really see and own their own individual superpowers because we all have them and they're all different. We just have to discover what they are so we can leverage those. I love this because obviously for those of you who are listening, the reason why Alyssa and I get along so well is because she (laughs) is also very type A and we know this about ourselves. Like there is perfectionism going on. The standard we have for ourselves is so high that it's impossible to achieve. It's part Mm -hmm. of the reason why we are so successful, but we never achieve the standards we set for ourselves. So this is very typical with type A women. Everybody else looks at them and go, oh my God, you've done so much. You've accomplished so much. You're doing incredible things. But on the inside, we're beating ourselves up and we think we're not good enough until we look like we recognize what's going on and we mastered it. And you've accomplished that for sure. I mean, the struggle is real and it's ongoing, but you've accomplished a lot. You know, even now, I I really make a concerted effort to stop and celebrate, uh, which is something that I never used to do because if you finish a goal and you move right on to the next thing, you know, Um, and so I I really try to do that. But sometimes I'll have people who maybe I saw at last year's conference that I'm seeing at this year's conference, whatever conference that might be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe everything you've done in a year. And my gut reaction to that is, are you kidding me? I've hardly done anything. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's old Alyssa talking here, remember how much you have done, celebrate that, celebrate how far you've come. Uh, it's kind of like, kind of like when you have a, a baby, right? Or a puppy or, or, you know, whatever. And, and so someone hasn't seen that thing for thing. I just call a child a thing uh, for three or three or six months. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, it's so big, but you don't recognize it because you were growing along with it, right? You were with that baby or with that, that puppy all along the way. And you don't recognize just how far you've come unless you sometimes have someone else from the outside or you're taking pictures and you're reflecting back, which is what pausing to celebrate those wins is all about is, is, is looking at those snapshots and going, oh my gosh, that's right. I was there and now I'm here. Hey, I'm not doing so bad. You know, I love that. And I love that you're looking at it on like a global level of like what you've accomplished over the years, because I talk about that with my clients too. the like the need to celebrate to really let it sink in what you've accomplished. I'm also a big fan of it's the opposite of the to do list. It's the to do list. It's the Mm -hmm. list you write of the things you've accomplished during the day, because quickly we cross out our list or we delete it from our calendar. And then we forget how much we've done and how much we've accomplished. All we see is what's left, what we haven't done, what we've not achieved. And we use that to measure if we're, you know, successful, worthy, deserving, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. It's crazy. Oh crazy. I love the to-da list. I, I just started the five-minute journal. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's really simple. I've always sort of struggled with a blank notebook for journaling. And here's what I do is I sit down with that journal and I end up writing a to-do list. <laughs> like, I want to reflect on my day. And then I just write a to-do list for the next day. <laughs> so, so someone told me about this five-minute journal and it guides you through, you know, A, what are you grateful for today, which is great. And I, I always, I, I do have a gratitude practice in the morning. And then what are your three priorities? 
priorities. And at the end of the day, it's, hey, what went really well today? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to actually just cross that off and I'm going to rename it the ta-da, the ta-da <laughs> list. Uh, I love that. I'll give you credit for it, Jody, at least the first two times. And then I'm just stealing it. <laughs> oh, you can just steal it. I didn't think of it. This is one of those things you and I talk about where it came from the stratosphere, the universe. Like I've heard it so many times. That one is yours. It's a freebie. So awesome. <laughs> All right, Alyssa, like, like whether or not you denied it in the past, you have had success in your life and you've definitely like turned your confidence around. But you know, here we like to start off with the low times, like really getting into the nitty gritty of a time when you were playing small, even though at the time you may not have realized that you were playing small. So share with us your playing small story and the lessons you've learned from it. Oh my gosh, there's so many stories I could share here. Um, but you know, I, I've I've dealt with a lot of limiting beliefs in my lifetime. And of course, we all have limiting beliefs, and mine just happened to like be showstoppers for <laughs> for a long time. So I like to deal with those things when they come up. But one of those was uh, you know, sort of a belief that I didn't I didn't really deserve true success and I should just follow the path. Um and you know, shortly before I I got divorced, I was actually working as a um, as a dietitian. I was in school to become a nurse, so yes, in school for my second degree, and uh, I was totally miserable. Again, kind of going on this achievement thing, like just achieve more and do more, and you're gonna you're gonna make it, and you're gonna hit that pinnacle. And I found myself um, drinking more than um, I ever should have been drinking and, you know, kind of to drown that unhappiness. Uh, And I actually drank and drove one night. Um, And that that was my my lowest low and like the like playing small. You know, I, I was living somebody else's life, sort of this life that I had set up as one that I was supposed to live because this is the the correct path. Um, and not only outside pressures, but also the one that I built for myself, right? My own expectations of what I should be doing. Um, so I'm I'm really now cautious about my shoulds because uh, only by the grace of God did I not harm somebody else or leave my children motherless. Um, and, you know, it took me actually probably five or six years before I could even share that story because there's so much shame surrounding it. But, you know, we all have stories, whether it's that or something else, where we're just like at our lowest low. And and it's because we're not living sort of our true authentic selves, which is an overused term and nowadays, I know. But, but you know, I was following somebody else's path. I wasn't being my best me. I was being my best somebody else. And that was that was going to fail. And it did. Right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alyssa. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. And so and so that was my lowest low. And I kind of I that was my my road on the way up. And obviously now I'm <laughs> a success coach. I've written a book. I've got uh, this podcast that's got well over 100 episodes and, you know, all these things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I really have accomplished this stuff in the last several years. Like this is, this is pretty amazing. And it was when I was willing to just be me and be willing to sort of channel this message that I do believe I was put on this earth to, to send out to the world um, and, and sort of be a servant to that message. Um, and that's where it's all come from. And it, 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 man, does it feel good? Yeah. You know, and I, when I was sitting here reflecting on what you were sharing, and I think a lot of people 
are living lives that aren't completely in alignment with who they really are. You know, not to judge, but just from the conversations I I have with people over and over again, they're in jobs where they're not happy. They're in relationships where they're not happy. They're in situations where they're not happy, but not many, but nobody starts off the conversation by saying, I'm not living in alignment, right? Or Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. They talk about it like, well, this is life, right? right? You know, it's, it's becomes such a part of our vernacular that, you know, if you're an adult, you're supposed to be unhappy, you know, like it's just part of the thing. But, you know, it's so people aren't asking themselves the question, like, am I being my best self? Is my life in alignment with who I am? You know, but here's the red flags. Like, you weren't living in integrity to who you really are, right? You were a dietitian, you were yeah. studying to become a nurse because those things interested you, but you were you had some very unhealthy habits. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was the disconnect that was a red flag. Like just listening to the story, I'm like, "Ooh, that's a red flag right there." Right. right. You know, so, you know, I would say for those listening, if there's a disconnect, if you're doing something that it like it goes against your values and what you believe, like unhealthy habits and things like that, you know, overeating, drinking, working out too much, anything we do to numbers, numb ourselves um, is a red flag that we're not living in alignment with yeah, ourselves. Yeah, that's just it. I was totally medicating. I was medicating so I didn't have to feel it fully because I didn't know what to do with it. That was the hard part is I didn't know what to do with that um, unhappiness. You know, I was I was actively beating myself up for for being unhappy because hey, this is this is the life you asked for, and so in and not knowing what to do with it. So I I went to counseling, um, and I I very much advocate uh, for people to go to counseling for healing and, and, uh, you know, coaching and counseling are sort of brother sister, right? Coaching in how I define it for my clients and for the people who kind of come to me, who sometimes are more looking for a counselor is look, coaching is, is all about helping you move forward and uncovering things and processing things so you can move forward. And so there is strategy there. And, and sometimes there is some healing that takes place, but counseling is more so looking backwards, like let's uncover what's happened, let's heal from that. And so, you know, the, the two do have a little bit of gray area that cross. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine who is a marriage, um, uh, family marriage marriage counselor. And she's like, yeah, you're the first, first coach that's actually been willing to admit that there's some crossover. And obviously mm-hmm. there's, there is a point where you really need to refer off to one or the other, but get a counselor, get some of that healing done because we all carry stuff from our childhood and it's not our parents fault oftentimes they they do the best they can with the tools they have and you're going to turn around with your children if you have choose to have children and do the best you can with the tools you have but we all carry some sort of limiting beliefs or hurts from our past and things like that 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 I think often does take a counselor to kind of help you get through some of that stuff. So that was my first big step for getting out of that really icky, what do I do space. Yeah, the analogy I use for coaching and counseling is um, it's comparable to the physical therapist and the personal trainer. Mm. Right. The physical therapist is focusing on healing, getting the body in alignment, getting your strength back. And then if you choose to, if you want to be physically fit 
you know, or continue on the path, you will then transition at some point to the personal trainer. Although there is a short period where they're overlapping and doing very similar things. What a beautiful metaphor. That's perfect. I might mm-hmm. steal that too. You can take that one. <laughs> you can take that one. You're that, so smart, Jody. That came to me so recently, like when I, because, just because I've been talking a lot recently to physical therapists and personal trainers, I was like, hmm, this is, I get this. I understand that I get the pass off. I see where that is going. So yeah, that's amazing. And Alyssa, what I'm always curious about is leadership style. It's, it's one of my favorite topics because I'm, I, I really want people to get that there's no one way to lead, right? We all bring something to the table and we are all leaders, but we really have to own and embrace our leadership style because that's where we thrive. And it's a, a combination of our personality type, our past experiences, you know, our bringing our strengths to the table. So Alyssa, how would you describe your leadership style? Um, so I tend to be very visionary, um, with, with my leadership style. And, and I believe that there's, there's really five different areas of, of leadership that every business needs and no one person (laughs) encompasses all five. Um, I can go into those, but I think that would run us long here, but where I really thrive and where I really, uh, contribute my best, where I'm at my sort of peak, where I'm buzzing a little bit is in, in being visionary and, and being strategic. And so I can help to paint that bigger picture and to help people look beyond the next, the next step on the, on the, on the stairway. And, you know, so they can find hope for the long ball game. Right. And then it's, it's peeling it all back and helping them to create goals and action steps to really get them there. So that's where I find I really thrive, um, with, with how I lead not only my family, but my clients and, and my own team that supports me and my business as well. Um, but I definitely need, you know, the support with, with the details cause I am so visionary. I tend to sometimes forget the details and I can create the best plan, but then I need some accountability and some help sticking to like, okay, so today this is what we need to get done. Uh, so those day-to-day detail oriented things, um, is where I'm always asking for support. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny that we both have those two things in common as well. It's no, it's no mistake why we get along so well. And part of the reason why when we got on the call at first, we were just chatting, chatting, chatting. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh shoot, major <laughs> detail. We have to get started. <laughs> There's a time limit on this call. So Alyssa, I totally appreciate uh, your leadership style. And I know in the work that you do, you're def- definitely helping your clients to identify their strengths so they can bring more of that into their leadership style. Yeah. Yeah. I always say one of my superpowers is being able to see the inside of people. Um, and I'm always looking at the positive of things, which, you know, it sometimes can kick me in the butt. There's been a time or two where I've been burned. Um, but, but I can really see the whole person, not just their outer shell. Like what is, you know, looking deep in their eyes and being able to tell sort of their character and just, uh, all the amazing potential they have inside of them. And then, you know, to paint that vision on the wall of what that potential can look like. Um, and man, the hope that it inspires and the motivation it inspires is so fun to see, um, as it plays out, you know, love it. What is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? 
Oh, I am working on a membership site, which I'm super excited about. And I'm also working on a brand new podcast, uh, which is going to is gonna launch on January 1st. So, well, that Monday of, actually, I think Monday is January 1st. So that's when it's going to launch and it's super exciting. I'm, I'm really pumped about that. <laughs> Tell me, do you know what it's going to be about like, like yeah. defi- I definitely want those who are listening to know why they want to be like following you and checking totally. it out when it comes about. So my, my current podcast, Maximize Your Strengths, which uh, the last interview um, episode actually goes live today, November 20th, uh, as I believe when, when this is mm-hmm. going to be live, is uh, that has been largely based around the Strengths Finder profile, which is the profile, the tool I use with my clients, but it's not all of me. And so my new podcast, The Frickin' Awesome Entrepreneur, which yes, of course, falls in line with the book, um, it expands and it gets, so I get to do kind of all everything. I get to bring all of me to that podcast rather than just talk about the StrengthsFinder 2.0 profile, which I feel very passionately about. Um, and that podcast will stay up as a really great resource for people as they're trying to sort through their StrengthsFinder profile. But this gets to be a, a little bit more um, encompassing of what I do in my my coaching practice and in my speaking career. So um, yeah, the freaking awesome entrepreneur is what it's going to be called. Yay! I love it. All right, Alyssa. Now on the flip side of things, what is the biggest leadership or business challenge you're faced with right now? And we'll see if there's an opportunity for coaching here. Oh, details. Um, really, <laughs> it's, it's figuring out, you know, with everything going on, you know, and I'm still coaching one-on-one. I'm still doing a, a group coaching course. I'm still doing, you know, the current podcast. And now I'm launching the next one, uh, strategy behind promoting this new one and, and then launching this membership site. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of, and it, and it takes a lot of details. And so, um, when I'm starting to, to, when I start to get that anxiety in my chest, uh, it's, it's basically over, how do I manage all of these details without letting anything fall between the cracks? Yeah, I could hear the anxiety in your mm-hmm. voice when you were like, and this, and this, and, and this, this. <laughs> and this, and this. Okay, so you know this is, you know, not a strength of yours. This is like, I call it like your kryptonite, right? This mm-hmm. will suck the life out of you, right? If it's not managed in some way. So what have you been considering thus far in terms of like how you're going to deal with the details of all of this? I have been staying in really good uh, communication with my team, uh, my executive assistant, and you know, making sure that I'm delegating appropriately to her. I do have a content strategist I'm manager, I'm calling her, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she and I are meeting once a week to make sure that we're on track with what content I need to be writing and, and putting out and organizing and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then I'm taking time for myself um, because when I get into these modes of launching something new, it's really easy for me to go into workaholic mode um, and to do nothing but think and do work. Uh, and that's, that's kind of a perpetual challenge for me. And I think for a lot of, a lot of type A women like us, where, uh, if we have something big, we want to go in full out. And, um, whenever I do that, my family loses. And so really trying to make sure that I'm, 
keeping an eye on on that and asking them, inviting them in. I have a 10-year-old daughter, an 11-year-old daughter, and of course, my husband um, to help, to help keep me accountable. Mom, you're in your office still and you said you'd be done. Uh, it's time to get out of the office. And so I've invited them into that space to help me, help me stay accountable. Um, and that's, that's helpful. Uh, but still sometimes I'm like, just one more thing, just one more thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have the executive assistant and the content manager. What is two things I'm curious about? Who else is on your team? Let's start there. Yeah, so I have a designer um, who helps with uh, all templates and things like that. So this membership site, she is helping to uh, make it my own, uh, which is great. So I don't have to worry about the colors and the fonts and the designs and some of those other kinds of things. So I consult with her. My husband, even though he's not... um, uh, like a business partner of mine, he is a fantastic sounding board. He is completely opposite Mm -hmm. of me when it comes to strengths and where he thrives. And so to have him as a sounding board helps me to, um, to get a full picture, right? So on my own, I'm not well-rounded and I, I never was intended to be, so I'm okay with that. Um, but I, I have to have that, that team around me in order to make me, um, make the business Mm well-rounded. So right now that is, that is the, the gist of the team. And then I have some really close, uh, friends who, um, are in a mastermind with me as well. And so I lean on them a lot too for advice, especially marketing advice, because I've got some friends in that space, um, in that mastermind. So that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. And you told me um, before we started recording, so I'm just going to throw this out there. You're also looking into outsourcing more of the production side of the podcast as yeah. well. Although yeah. they're not on your team yet, this is somebody you're considering bringing in. Right, exactly. And that person will do producing and promoting of the podcast. And up until now, my husband, uh, this is the part, he, the play, role he's played in the business, he's edited all the podcasts for me. And so, but I've done all of the setting up and all of the everything else mm-hmm. associated with the podcast. And now that'll be something that I will hire out um, so that I can, I can show up behind the mic, which is what I love to do mm-hmm. and let someone else take care of the, the details. Oh, of all of that. Okay. So with all of that said, which details are you afraid are going to fall through the cracks? The biggest thing is, is promoting, uh, appropriately and keeping in touch with, um, with, with podcast guests, um, with members to this new membership site, making sure that I'm, I'm doing what I need to, to communicate. So a lot of it falls on communication, um, uh, pieces, Yes. Okay. Um, And is that something I'm just curious that your executive assistant could take on? Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're working out some of those details and I know that there's going to be that learning curve along the way. Um, and you know, I'm not opposed to making mistakes because I, I think you, you fail forward to success. Right. But, um, you know, she and I are meeting on a weekly basis, uh, so that we know what's going on to avoid some of those, the, the crack falling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she's, she, and she's amazing and she's a great communicator. And so she's inside my inbox, helping me manage all of that. Um, cause that's certainly been a place of overwhelm for me is, is my email inbox. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And temp- templates are magical. 
too, because then there's just a little bit of customization. Okay. So after all of this, Alyssa, I'm I'm just going to call it like I see it. Like you're going to have to let go. Ah, I know it. You're so right. Because <laughs> you you got it. We just went over your plan, who's on your team, what's happening. And I'm like, check, 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 check. This is done. Yeah. And it's, emo- it's emotional you're now. You're so right. And in fact, um, I have taken back my inbox from my <gasps> assistant on two <laughs> different occasions. Not because she wasn't doing a good job, but it's like she gets me back on top. And I'm like, okay, I can handle it. I can handle it now. And then it falls right back into that overwhelm again. Um, And then, oh, no, 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 I can handle it. And and so you're absolutely right. Just being willing to, on a daily basis, really just let go and trust that I do have people in place that, Mm -hmm. quite frankly, are smarter than me and are better at the things that I'm asking them to do uh, and and trust that process. That You are so spot on. (laughs) You know, and Alyssa, I'll go a little further, too, because I get the sense, like, you've you've shared with me your executive assistant is so smart and so capable it may not be that you don't trust her it may be that you have a story about you should be the one yes yeah communicating exactly right it's exactly it because I want that personal connection and what I know is when that personal connection is needed she passes that email on to me ah, so okay. just being willing to trust that and feel because yeah. I do get that fear um and, and call it what it is it really is a fear of people thinking that oh I'm too good to actually connect with them individually and that's not it it really is a a time management uh, sort of issue and answering the same question over and over again isn't always a great use of of my time. Um, and quite frankly, she can manage it just fine and and often give them even more resources than I would give them because I wouldn't have the time to take to do that. So um, I, I have had this fear of people thinking that I'm too, oh, she must think she's too good. And, and so being willing to accept that I know that's not true and hope and trust that they also know that as well. So I'm giggling, not because like this is super funny, but like this goes back to what we were talking about. I don't know if we'd hit record when we were chatting about this, but the fear of success. This is one of those things. We can't be everything for everybody anymore. Yes. Yeah. You're exactly right. You are so spot on with that. Um, So yeah, I'm having to face some of those things, you know, these upper limit issues. Uh, We talked a little bit about about (laughs) the big leap by Gay Hendricks and, and, you know, what is keeping us in this this realm because it's scary to break through and really go to that next level. Um, The fear of success is a real deal, ladies and gents. (laughs) I mean, it really is. Right. We, We talk about it like it's a big joke, like, Oh yeah. Like, no, no, it's for real. It's, it's not just the fear of success because of course we want to be successful. We want to hit our goals and have our dreams come true, but there's also a part of our brain that asks the question, well, what's going to change when you get there? It like things are going to have to happen. You're going to lose control. Like it's going to get overwhelming. How would you Mm -hmm. sustain it? And that's what causes us to put the brakes on. So even though we, with, you know, with all our hearts, we really do want to achieve those goals and get our life to that point that we envision, there's a part of our brain that goes, "Mm -mm -mm, uh, you're not going to be able to do that. So don't rush there. Oh, so right on. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Well, you're going to have to take off soon. So it's perfect that we're going right into the quick leadership roundup. So tell us, Alyssa, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Uh, trusting in people who are better at things than I am. <laughs> what <laughs> advice would you give your younger self? You are enough exactly how you are. Share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Um, And the reason that that's so pertinent to me today is all of the stuff that I've been through in my past, including the two degrees that I have that I'm not actively using, is that that all of those things were... uh, were helpful along the way to, to make me the person I am today and that it's okay to just own those experiences and, and find the good in them. Uh, and so when re- I recognize that life happens for me and not to me, it allows me this really empowered state. I love that. And I want to say right before I ask you our last question, um, definitely I'm here for you. So as things start getting real and you make these transitions, you and I will be staying in touch so I can make sure you are continuing to trust and, and let go. I will appreciate that accountability. That will be amazing. <laughs> awesome. All right, Alyssa, last question. What is the best way for this community to connect with you? You bet. So they can head on over to dare to succeed and dare spelled like my name, D-A-I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com. And I would love to gift your audience, all of the Taking the Lead women, um, with my a PDF version of my book, if you're, if you're good with that. Yeah, totally. Okay. Is that on, where can they find that? So if they go to dare to succeed.com, again, D-A-I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com, forward slash taking the lead, then they'll be able to get to a a PDF version of my book right there. I love it. And for those of you listening, you can find all the links and resources that Alyssa shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And Alyssa spells her name A-L-I-S-S-A. And Alyssa, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much. I am better for having met you, Jody. I want to talk to those of you who have been struggling with a lack of energy or focus in your business. You can't seem to get your to-do list done, so work is either spilling over into what would have been your downtime, or you're just not getting it done at all. You're probably frustrated, tired, and feeling like there has to be a better way. There is a better way, and I can help you get to the heart of the problem. There is an assessment tool that I'm licensed to administer that can help you. This tool helps you gain awareness of where your energy is going, specifically to the areas that cause you negative stress. Negative stress burns a lot of energy. In debriefing your results, I help you to develop practices that will have you experiencing less stress so you can channel all the energy that was going towards managing stress back into your business. This assessment is highly valuable and game-changing. Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash assessment to find out more. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. 
We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.